Welcome to this week's Silk Grassroots Podcast, the Amateur Footballer, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Keep it simple, get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the Amateur Football Podcast on the Selk platform. Hope everyone is well. Please go and subscribe to the Selk Podcast. Subscribe to the Amateur Football platforms as well. You'll see me all over the place. But hey, enough about that. Let's go straight into this episode. And I was thinking about certain things I, I wanted to have my opinion on. And hey, you know what? I want to keep this as current and as relevant as possible. So uh, I just want to say um, from the kind of get go, hey, you know, what? I love Sunday League football. I love all the teams that play, no matter what level, managers, coaches, players, you guys go through so much. Referees, you guys go through so much. But of course, however, you know, there are like, like some like teams uh, that I know a lot more than others. And one team uh, and called Sandersted. And I know the manager, Russell, well. And, you know, big shout out to, to, what, to what he's doing and what he's done in the past as well. Um, you know, again, Turning out a team, players, week in, week out. I mean, it's hard. It's absolutely hard. So Russell contacts me and says, look, Tabriz, we have a game. I'd love you to kind of come down. Uh, you know, um, I'm like one of the sponsors as well. Come down, see the shirt and see how things look. There's not a lot of teams I would wake up at half seven eight, actually to light, it was probably even earlier. I wasn't driving. There's not a lot of teams I that you wake up and thinking, you know what, I'm gonna go see you play. It was cold. Uh, I think it was raining the previous day, so I wasn't even too sure that the game was even gonna go ahead. But I was thinking, you know what, I owe it to Sanderson. I owe it to Russell. I owe it to Russell to kind of come down. So you know, hey got myself ready, had my porridge, knowing that it was going to be kind of a long day. I thought, okay, you know what? I want to make sure that I'm not hungry. You know, if I'm hungry, cool, but hungry, no one, no one really wants to mess with a, with a hungry Tabriz. So I get down to the pitch. So as I'm walking down, I see Russell there and he's writing things down. So as I'm walking, I see this, Big figure of a person. And there's a referee as well. And I'm walking and, 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 you know, I know who it is. And I'm smiling to myself as I'm walking down to the pitch. And this particular ref hasn't seen me yet. And, like, he's talking to... I don't know if he's talking, but he's just around. Guess who it is? Big Weets. Andy. Founder of Selk. Referee. So, uh, so literally, as he's turned round, he's kind of uh, greeted one of the other players and then sees me, and, uh, sees me and greets me. And then he had a double take. So, oh, 
Shoot, Tabriz. Did we break COVID rules? You know, there was a little embrace. But there's nothing wrong with a little embrace when, like, you know, you admire someone and it's the first time that you've seen them. A little embrace. And I was like, Andy, how you doing, sir? And again, it's the first time that I've, that I've met him. We've, like, spoken on the phone. Of course, you know, I kind of listened to some of the episodes or some of the podcasts that he uh, does as well. So, but it's the first time I've seen him. He's a big guy. He's six foot, must be six foot three, six foot two, six foot three. Big guy, you know, thick set. And, you know, again, we we were talking, we, we, we were talking about football. We were talking about, of course, like the kind of grassroots scene. Um, and of course, you know, being a referee in some leagues, uh, people can get familiar with your face, you know, and uh, it's a double-edged sword. It's good that you know a lot of the teams and the teams know you. So, you know, they like know exactly what to expect. But sometimes it's probably, and again, you know, I'm not a referee, but sometimes as a referee, you can, you can coast through games. And if you're not a coaster and if you want to challenge yourself like Andrew does of course with his podcast as well you know that that is like not a easy thing to do you want to challenge yourself you know you like don't want to have that you know have those easy games uh, and you know possibly just reading in between the lines he like probably felt you know what let me kind of probably step away well not step away but let me kind of go and referee in other leagues let me see other teams, other players, you know, people that don't know me, they, they like may have heard my voice, but hey, I'm a referee. I don't have to talk that much. Let me connect with with other teams as well. Great move. Because again, sometimes you, when you're kind of in one league and, you know, a league, as I said before, knows you, it can get slightly stale, slightly stale. So anyway, now, so... We were talking and something that Andy did. And, you know, this is probably something that all referees should even do. Sometimes as a referee, you will know one team more than another. That's sometimes, that's just life. And we were talking and, you know, he was talking to Russell as well. He wasn't really talking to any of the players, but probably consciously, he was like, okay, well, you know what? I can see the opposition now coming out of the changing room. And the opposition has seen me talking to the talking to the team that we're playing. I ha- I now have to put my referee hat on and actually step away from this environment. And that's what he did. Like there was no ifs or buts. He kind of took himself away, went went into I believe he went to the referee's changing room, but literally I didn't see him. Like he was there one minute and then I turned around and he was gone. And then I could see the opposition warming up and whatnot. And, you know, me, me as someone that, you know, I kind of look at everything and, you know, I, I wasn't filming, you know, I wasn't filming at the game. I was kind of there just to, just to take in the environment. I kind of made it very clear to myself anyway, that I wasn't going to come, and actually film crazy amounts of content. You know, literally, this was not going to be a match that was going to be filmed. I wish I did now. So, um, but hey, you know, um, he kind of came back 
And, you know, I've kind of filmed a lot of referee um, statements or comments before. Uh, and, you know, I kind of really want to, again, emphasize how much I respect referees and uh, grassroots. And it's a very, very hard position. And literally, sometimes how you start the game with the two captains and what you say can dictate the game. And of course, it all depends if the captains relay all of that onto their players. Some of them do, some of them don't. And that's the reason why I like to capture what the referee says. And Andy was very clear. It was very... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? He was very transparent with everything that he would stand for and you know things that he wouldn't. And he mentioned the two C's. Not gonna mention what the what one of the what one of the C's, you know, that he was referring to. Uh, but the other one was cheat. And he was very, very clear in terms of what he would tolerate and what he wouldn't. So anyway, let the game happen, you know, um starts. And you know, the pitch wasn't great, but hey, you know, um, it's a leveler. And with the little things I remember, Andy did really, really well. There were a few tasty challenges from both teams. And, you know, he he like did really, really well. And um and again, this is this is what experienced refs do. So if like a challenge happened and uh and the referee didn't call it and someone either from the opposition or from the team that got fouled out, whatever, makes a comment. A lot of referees would have stopped the game and addressed that person, especially if it was language or, you know, if it was something that was like, oh, it's a bit, mm, bit borderline. Andy would play on and he would very clear, well, very clearly, he would... He would say why it wasn't a foul as he was, as as the game was still happening. So literally everyone was clear and he wasn't going to break up play and it was for everyone to hear as well. And he did that really, really well. And um, experienced referees do that, good, good um, referees. And hey, if anyone can jog and talk at the same time people don't actually realize how hard that is try running and and um formulating a sentence it's very hard you've got to have a decent lung capacity to actually do that and you know um looking at andy's style you know he likes the game to flow a few 50 50s he let go uh, you know um a few again meaty handbags as well you know he kind of wanted the game to like be as fair as possible and also contact as well there was a there was probably one hairy moment when uh um the opposition like one of the opposition was kind of threatening one of the Sanderson players um just waiting till after the game and you know there was a bit of a melee and you know and Andy kind of took himself out of that situation and just kind of just to let everything die down uh, and and the opposition actually took off that 
particular player, which I thought was the best thing. Again, you know, um, the game wasn't played in a in a kind of ill-tempered spirit. It was, you know, you know, very physical. But again, like you know, there was there was like nothing sinister. And uh, yeah, you know, out of out of a hundred, because I know I think referees get marked out of a hundred. I would I would definitely put him, you know, in the you know in the high, mid to high eighties. You know, it, it you know it was. Were there any contentious decisions? There was one, um, and it's and it's very hard to know if the ball did cross the line. But I think it was a corner from Sanderstead and it was a header and it was a bit of a scramble on the line. The Sanderstead player said that it went in, they kicked it out. How can a referee know if the ball went in, if there's a crazy, you know, scramble? It's it's virtually impossible. And, you know, no one was recording. And to be honest, I don't think a referee would even look at a recording at that angle because everyone records from the halfway line. So, inconclusive. So, hey, you, unless the ball you know, actually crosses, you know, normally, especially at grassroots level, referees will only give a goal if the ball actually hits the back of the net. If it's on the line or just over the line, like referees cannot keep up with play like that. And again, there's no goal line technology. So, hey, it is what it is. Um, And yeah, you know, he, he refereed the game really, really well. And, and, you know, what I found is that he just loves the game. And, and like, there was, like, something else as well. Um, and, like, you know, literally, hopefully he, like, doesn't mind me saying this. Um, you know, and literally it was just a conversation that I heard. I didn't actually see, but it was, you know, um, while I'm looking around and and just uh, looking at the Sanderson players and also even looking at, at my kit. Uh, I think Russell overpaid Andy bef- beforehand and Andy gave him some money back straight away. He was like, no, you're paying too much, you know. Um, and a lot of referees would have just taken the money and said, thanks. But literally, Andy's got the in- the integrity to say, no, I don't know why you're paying me X amount. It should be this amount. And... Andy gave him back the money, the kind of excess money. And you don't get that in, in like refereeing in terms of what I've experienced anyway. And, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things where that we need a lot more referees like that. We need to, to educate a lot of referees in terms of how to deal in, in certain situations, how to kind of talk to the two captains before the game, how to, you know, um, how to um, create a really good advantage for the opposition if it's a foul, how to explain reasons why you haven't given a foul without stopping the game. And, you know, it was, it was a, yeah, it was a joy to watch. And, and again, you know, as I've kind of said before, you know, refereeing is a very, very hard, hard job. And, you know, to to like anyone that's that's a referee, to uh, 
Jamal Horn that kind of does like a lot of the referee courses to Mark Steer as well, the referee secretary at the Southern Sunday to Andy as well um, to that Michael that uh, also does a few um, Sunday games in the Croydon League and it's probably this there's like so like many that I can that I can see but I just don't know their names honestly I literally salute you because it's again in the heat of the moment things can happen you have that split decision to, to actually either make or break a team's morning afternoon season whatever it is and you know it's and like sometimes you know if you if you make that decision, I can imagine, you know, it will literally be on your mind, depending if you think it was right or wrong. Dimitri is sorry, D- Dimitri, um, you know, what Dimitri's doing now with uh with his refereeing channel, absolutely amazing. And yeah, like we just we just need a lot more officials like this. Anyway, to cut a long story short, I think it was Belmont won 3 1. Um, Sanestead won, you know, they played well in spurts, but, you know, with Belmont a little bit older, a little bit more crafty. <laughs> very, very, very crafty. Um, the dark arts of the of the defending, um, the deliberate handballs on the halfway line, taking a yellow card. Um, you know, just stopping the play and just being and, and like just kind of being a team that literally know how to slow down a game. And Sanderstead, they had a, a a lot of chances, um, just couldn't put them away. On another occasion, they could have got four or five. Uh, but again, this is grassroots football. This is Sunday league football. You can't look at the opposition and think, okay, because this like person is quote unquote older than 30, then, you know, we should wipe the floor of them. You know, players who are over a certain age, but, you know, they don't come out on a, you know, on a Sunday morning to lose. They've been around the block a few times. Trust me on that. I can, I can kind of vouch for those players because I'm one of them. Uh, but again, um, big, big shout out to, to, uh, to Andy from, from um, Selk. And again, Guys, just enjoy the time that we have playing on a Saturday and Sunday. We do not know when this will be taken away from us. Just enjoy being out. Just enjoy putting putting it on your boots. If it's top shelf boots you got or if you got boots from the bargain bin from Sports Direct, other retail shops um, available. Honestly, just just enjoy it. Just literally enjoy everything that you do. Because again, you just don't know when things will be taken away from you. As for myself, hopefully I'll be donning on my boots real soon. Uh, I'm going through a bit of a purple patch in terms of an injury, which I'll probably talk about in, in the next episode. Uh, you know, I want this this year and this podcast, you know, to kind of let you get more of an insight in terms of how I feel as a as a player as well as a content creator and literally what I see. 
So yeah, hey, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. It's a bit of a bit of a purple patch, but I will probably explain a lot more in the next episode. Thank you guys for listening. Please again, like and and subscribe and share the Selk podcast. Go and, you know, nosy to the amateur football YouTube channel, the TikTok account as well, and Instagram. You know, again, please DM me. I'm here to talk. Always available. Well, not always available, but hey, I will get back to you eventually. Thank you guys for listening. I'm out. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.